You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ahmed Munawar, and we are on part two of our series on sales and business development. Now, in the previous lesson, we talked about why the discipline of selling is so critical to your success. And we also talked about what it really means to sell and why you might have a bunch of preconceived notions about what that word means. To sell is ultimately to give buyers an opportunity to do things better. And your job as a professional is to show them the way and position yourself in that process. Now, in this lesson, we're going to look at the first step in the sales process, the one that's most often overlooked, which is the process of opening up sales conversations, also known as prospecting. But before we get into that, I want to point you to my free video course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms. If you're looking to generate leads, but you're not quite sure how to get started, or if you've tried some lead generation tactics in the past, but they didn't really quite work out for you, then this course is for you. Inside the course, I will walk you through a simple five-step framework to generate a flood of new business for your firm, and you can get immediate access to the crash course at no charge at 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com, and you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. So, you know, one of the quotes that's most often associated with sales is a line from the classic movie, Glengarry Glen Ross, where Alec Baldwin famously gave this humiliating speech to a group of underperforming salespeople. He walks into the room, he insults them for not achieving their targets, he humiliates them, and then he proceeds to school them on how to sell. And one of the things that he does in this production of his is he takes a piece of chalk and he goes over to the blackboard and he writes down three letters, A, B, C. And then he explains the ABCs of selling. Always be closing. And then, of course, the arguably second most famous quote from that same scene is what Alec Baldwin says to one of the guys who gets up for a cup of coffee in the middle of his speech. He says, put that cup down. Coffee is for closers. So for better or for worse, closing is often used synonymously with selling. Talk to anyone who's struggling to win new business, and they'll probably chalk up their problems to their ability to close. They'll say, look, we're doing everything right, but we just can't close a deal. And while closing is definitely a challenge, it's definitely not the easiest thing to do, and it's a critical part of the sales process, I'm willing to bet that for most of you who are listening to this, Closing is not your biggest problem. See, sales is ultimately a numbers game. Once you have your ideal client profile and a value proposition backed by a service that delivers, then your sales challenge is simply about getting your message in front of enough people so that some of them will end up buying. They won't all buy, of course, and that's normal. You wouldn't expect every single person who discovers you to buy. That would just be crazy. There are so many reasons why they might not buy, and some are legitimate, and some are not, but there are definitely reasons. So we can reasonably conclude that only a small percentage of the people that you talk to will become clients, and that's your close rate. Now let's say your close rate, for argument's sake, is about 10%. 
So for every 10 people that walk into your office or that call you up or that schedule a consultation, one of them will become a client. So really you have two variables to play with here. There's the number of sales conversations that you open and there's a number of sales conversations that you close. Now, most people put a disproportionate amount of focus on the close piece. You know, they try to increase their close rate from 10 to 20% so they can close two out of 10 instead of one out of 10. And no doubt, if you can double your close rate, that is a powerful thing. But don't forget, there's another way to double your results. And that's by doubling your open rate or by doubling the number of prospects that you talk to. If you have 20 sales conversations instead of 10, then even at a 10% close rate, you'll have two clients. So my point is this. In the end, both variables are important. I mean, those are really your two most important numbers from a sales perspective. It's how many sales conversations you're having and how many of them you're closing. So you need to work towards both opening more sales conversations and improving your close rate. But unless you've been steadily chipping away at this for a while, my bet is that closing is not your biggest problem. It's opening. Now, closing may eventually become your problem, and that's kind of the goal, that when you find yourself in a place where you're having a lot of sales conversations with really targeted prospects who definitely need what you're selling, but you're not closing enough of them, then definitely closing is a problem. But if you're not in that place, if you're not having enough sales conversations with prospects who are qualified and targeted, then closing's not your problem. It's opening. So let's talk about how to open more sales conversations. And we'll begin by talking about what not to do. Now, I'm sure you receive the odd cold email or the cold LinkedIn message from time to time. We all get them. That's when a salesperson discovers you, figures that you're a decent prospect, and then fires off a message to try to get you into a sales conversation. And most of the time, because you're not interested, you just don't respond at all. You completely ignore the message. Now, I'm not going to say that this kind of cold outreach doesn't work because it absolutely does for salespeople. You know, these folks are sending out cold messages, whether it's cold calls, cold emails, or cold LinkedIn messages all day, every day. And a certain percentage of their prospects definitely respond and end up engaging in a conversation. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. But that's definitely not going to work for you. And I'm sure that's music to your ears. See, this cold outreach strategy is ultimately a matter of volume. You have to reach out to a lot of people for that approach to yield results. But the thing is, you don't have the time to reach out to that many people. It's a really poor use of your resources. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't need to reach out. It just means that you need to be more strategic and targeted in your approach. For starters, you need to be really well positioned before you do any kind of outreach to open up more sales conversations. So you need to know exactly who you're targeting, who is your ideal client, who do you want to speak with. You need to know exactly how you can help them. What is your value proposition? How can you create value for that prospect and make their life or their business better in a really concrete and measurable way? And finally, you need to know how your firm is unlike all the other firms. So how do you do what you do in a way that is unique and that presents an advantage to the buyer? If all of that isn't crystal clear to you, and if you can't articulate that in really clear terms to a prospect, then no amount of prospecting is going to help you. So what I want to do now is I want to give you four very practical and immediate ways to generate more prospects and more leads and open up more sales conversations. 
Now, these four tactics are complementary to any kind of marketing initiatives that you might be executing. So if you've got a blog or you've got a podcast or you're running some videos or you're creating content like white papers and case studies, all of that is very good. All of that's very important. All of that feeds into your marketing funnel and positions and establishes your brand as a valuable partner. But in addition to all of that, here are four things that you can do to generate some more immediate conversations. And the better your marketing is, the more effective these four business development or prospecting tactics will be. The first is to reach out to existing clients. So if you've got clients who are a good fit, you've got ideal clients, quote unquote, then guess what? Clients tend to know other people who are like them. So typically, your existing clients are a gold mine of potential referral sources. Obviously, this requires your clients to be happy and satisfied with the service that you're providing if they're going to recommend you to others. But if your client is happy, if they are satisfied, then don't hesitate to ask for the referral. A good time to do this is at the moment when the client is the most satisfied, usually at the completion of a project or of a deliverable. When you've given them the value, when they're experiencing the benefits of working with you, that's when you want to ask for the referral or an introduction to anyone else who they think might be able to benefit from your services. So I would make it a habit to reach out to existing clients and previous clients at least once every quarter. Reach out, make a connection, whether it's a phone call or an email. Don't just ask for something. That's certainly not the way you want to do it. You want to provide some value, engage them in a conversation, make it personal, make it very intimate. And through that conversation, you want to ask them if there's anyone else that they can think of who might be a good fit for your services, if they wouldn't mind making the introduction. And of course, if they're a happy client, if they're satisfied and you ask, then they're very likely to follow through on that. But if you don't ask, they're not going to take the initiative on their own because in the end, everyone's busy. And although they may know people and although they may be satisfied with your services, they're not going to go out and do it on their own. You have to ask them to trigger that referral. The second thing that you can do is to go out and build relationships with referral partners. Now, this is admittedly not as immediate as the other tactics can be, but it's nonetheless really, really powerful that if you can go out and build relationships with other businesses who also work with your ideal clients, then for every one of those relationships, you could have a handful of potential clients. So accounting firms and law firms are great examples of this, that anyone that works with an accountant needs a lawyer and anyone that needs a lawyer probably needs an accountant. And this is why a lot of accountants have good relationships with lawyers and vice versa, because they're always sending each other business. So these kinds of referral relationships are certainly more work to nurture. It takes time. They don't happen overnight because a referral partner will want to get to know you over time to be able to get to a point where they're confident enough to send you business. But when it works, it works like a charm. The third tactic here is social media. That if you can engage in a conversation that your ideal clients are already participating in, then that's a powerful thing. So on LinkedIn, for example, LinkedIn groups are a great way to do this. If there are existing LinkedIn groups that are not for you, not for your professional association, not for people that are like you, but groups for your ideal client, groups that your ideal clients gather in and participate in and getting conversations in, that's where you want to be. And in those groups, you don't want to be obviously pitching your services. That's a great way to actually get kicked out of a group or get labeled as a spammer. 
But no, instead, you want to be participating in those conversations. You want to be engaging your ideal clients with the content that they're posting, with the questions that they're asking. You want to be helpful. And if such a group doesn't exist for your ideal client, then another great way to do this is to start your own group. Because then not only do you get the benefits of engaging in those conversations with buyers in kind of a a sales-free zone, if you will, but you also get the added benefit of being positioned as the person who started the group and you get all the authority that comes with that. The other thing that you can do on LinkedIn is you can do some very targeted outreach to your ideal clients. So whether you have, you know, even a basic LinkedIn account, and certainly if you have a premium or sales navigator account, you can certainly target your ideal clients by job title, by location, by company size. If you have sales navigator, there are ways in any type of account to do targeting. But the point is you can find people on LinkedIn who represent your ideal client and you can engage with them. You can send them a connection request. You can send them messages. You can get into conversations with them. And again, selling is not the way to do it. You don't want to be selling your services in these initial conversations. You want to be helping. You want to be building relationships. You want to introduce yourself as somebody who is helpful, as a fellow professional who they might want to be connected with. And if you position yourself well, they likely will want to connect with you and they likely will engage in a conversation that may or may not result in a sale. But again, the point here is not selling, it's not closing, it's opening up more relationships and more conversations so that some of them will result in a sale. Finally, the fourth tactic that I want to share with you to get some really immediate results in opening sales conversations is to attend industry events and conferences. Now, there's two levels to this. One is to attend as an attendee. So you show up at these events, whether it's networking events or seminars or larger conferences where your ideal clients are congregating and you go out and you try to talk to as many people as possible. And by talk to as many people as possible, I don't mean you go out and you just start handing out business cards. That's not the way to do it. You want to engage in as many meaningful conversations as possible. So you want to, in that event, open as many conversations as possible, but have real conversations. And the hope is that some of those conversations will then extend beyond the conference or the event, You know, whether it's back at your office or on the phone, so you can nurture that lead into a sales conversation. And the second way to do this, certainly the more powerful approach, but is a little bit more work, is to try to speak at some of these events. So to speak at the conference or speak at the networking event or speak at the seminar so that you can get the authority that's attributed to the speaker, which will make it easier for you to have conversations. Because likely if you give a speech and it's a good speech, people will approach you to have a conversation. So those are four really practical and immediate ways to start generating more sales conversations, opening more conversations so you can ultimately close some of those into deals. You've got asking your existing clients for introductions. You've got building relationships with referral partners. You've got social media, you know, LinkedIn. I didn't mention Twitter, but Twitter's another good option for you if your ideal clients are on Twitter. And finally, you've got industry events and seminars. So that's a wrap on this lesson. Coming up next, we're going to talk about, finally, the close, the art of the close. I'm going to give you some tips from a well-known sales blogger and sales authority on how you can become better at closing the deal. So stay tuned for that. But before I let you go, if you haven't yet subscribed to Forecast on iTunes, do us both a favor and go and do that right now. Head over to iTunes, whether it's on your laptop or on your phone, search for Forecast Marketing, click on the show, and hit subscribe. And while you're at it, please do leave us a rating and a review because it helps more people discover the show. Thank you so much for listening.